Hi guys, it's Alexander Gerard and welcome to another episode of Proud to be Out. very special episode. I stayed within the Netherlands and I'm here sitting at the kitchen table of Mark Verburg. Mark is a single gay man of 53 years old who recently wrote and published a very controversial novel called Verneukt, what stands for fucked up. Welcome Mark. Thank you. Mark, honestly, I am not a reader, an actual reader, but when I read this book, I was hooked from the very first page. Is this really your first book you you wrote or Yes, it's really my very first book, maybe my last, I don't know. I'm not a writer by profession, but uh it's a reaction I get a lot that people uh, read it very uh, fast. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it is it is very easy to read and uh I was wondering if you have some novels hidden somewhere, <laughs> but No, 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 it's just actually my first book. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great book and um uh can, yeah, can you tell the listener uh, something more about the book, which is translated Fucked Up. Fucked Up, yeah. It's um, it's called Fucked Up uh, for many reasons. Uh, uh, the book deals with um, uh, the world of uh, gay camp sex parties. So parties where uh, chemical drugs are used in combination with sex. And um, I've been in that world for a long time and uh, it not only deals with with the parties but as well uh, what it how it affects re relationships friendships and uh, well the the dark side of it all mm -hmm. and the fun side as well mm -hmm. and uh, regarding the title well in, in Dutch there's a extra twist to the word uh, fucked up because uh, it also means that um, I've spent a lot of time or too too much time maybe fucking or having mm -hmm. sex mm -hmm. And, uh, but it also uh, fucked up my life and it fucks up the system, I think, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so uh, the book tells us a part of your life uh, where drugs, sex, addiction, and a lot of sleepless nights, literally, yes. <laughs> are centralized. Uh, on one hand, your ex-partner became addicted to drugs and sex, but on the other hand, it, it seemed like that you became addicted to him and your relationship. For today's episode, I would like to zoom in on the addiction towards a partner or a relationship. So the main question of today will be how to end a dysfunctional relationship which is unfolding in an addiction and how to prevent yourself the next time. And to answer this question, we will go through several sub-questions such as at which point in a relationship um, are you recognizing that it's becoming dysfunctional? Uh, why are we pulling people towards us who are actually pushing us away? And what is addiction and how to focus on yourself again? Great. Yeah. But first, um, can you tell us something more about yourself and why exactly did you write this book? Okay. Uh, like you said, I'm uh, 53 years old. Um, I'm a graphic designer by profession. Uh, I've been in three relationships uh, seamlessly so uh, for 30 years so I have a lot of experience in relationships uh, drugs I uh, started to use very late in my life at my uh, when I was 44 then I started using drugs and uh, that changed my life completely a lot of uh, good and bad experiences and um, I've always been someone who 
I'm a, I'm a sharer. I always want to share uh, with people about my life. And I previously did that uh, by uh, making theater shows, by singing. And uh, now I wrote this book. I found it very necessary to write the book because I think the world of uh, Campbell Drugs and Camp's Party is very extensive, but yet also very hidden. And there's a lot of uh, suffering going on there. Uh, people actually looking for different things, I think. And uh, I think it's a good thing if, if this su subject comes more in, uh, in, the, uh, in the open. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I found it very interesting. What were the other reactions? Well, until now, I've mostly had, uh, or exclusively had, a, a good reactions, which, which, of course, doesn't mean that there might be some bad ones, but maybe they don't, they don't reach me, I don't know. Um, the, the response is very positive because I think people think it's brave that I come out with this story. Uh, very few people do. And uh, it helps people uh, to talk about their own problems. So the response is very uh, good also uh, from people that are uh, not related to that world in any way. Uh, because I was a bit frightened uh, there would be some bad response from them. That maybe they would be shocked, but no, it's on the contrary. It's very uh, interesting to see. And um, I myself wonder if the, what the world, uh, the people that are still living in the, in the world of, of, of camps parties, what they think, I don't know. Those, those reactions haven't reached me yet. Mm -hmm. Although I'm in contact with very uh, many uh, uh, groups that take care of uh, this problem, professionals. But for the listener who don't know what a camps party yeah. is, what is a camps party? A camps party. Well, camps is, is short for chemical drugs. And um, it's had, it has become very popular uh, maybe 10 years ago um, uh, where people having mostly private parties at home and um, or they can use chemical drugs uh, in a relationship. But usually that's, that's yeah, the essence of, of uh, drugs. Usually they uh, want to uh, search for more men to join. And uh, then you have these private parties at home. It's very chilly, uh, chill and uh, with some music. You gather, and um, once you take the drugs, you uh, especially specific drugs like ecstasy, GHB, um, ketamine. Well, there are uh, lots of uh, chemical drugs that the most um, uh, well, the most dangerous one I would say I want to say is uh, crystal meth. That's mm -hmm. a that's a whole different scene, but it's uh, happening a lot. It's called Tina, right? It's Tina is the street name for mm -hmm. uh, for uh, crystal meth. That's right. And uh, what they all have in common is that they, they um, you, well, you, you get less inhibited, you get far more horny, and you uh, can endure sex much longer. So those, uh, those nights are very long, and uh, more men are joining, some are leaving, you go on and on, and the, you feel a very strong connection to everybody. It's, 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 especially uh, ecstasy is a, very, it's a, it's a love drug, actually. Mm -hmm. So, um, and is this only happening in the gay scene, or is this no. also happening in the? No, the, no, the, the, the funny thing is that uh, I was introduced uh, by a heterosexual couple who told me right. all about it. So it's also happening in the, in the heterosexual scene. Uh, crystal meth, I don't know. I never used it myself, luckily. Uh, but um, no, it's also happening in the in the in the heterosexual scene. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But why? Are you specifically addressing this topic to gay men and not 
to also straight the straight community. Yes, well, uh, only in hindsight, I thought maybe I, I should have lost uh, the, the part in the subtitle where it says uh, in the gay scene, mm -hmm. but I'm a gay person myself, so I yeah. can only talk about the gay scene, which I, I know very well now uh, since I uh, mm -hmm. started using drugs. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there uh, is still a difference uh, mm -hmm. in general, not, not only uh, regarding against sex parties, but maybe sex in general. I think uh, there is a distinction. So uh, I think in the heterosexual world, it's experienced a little bit different sometimes not as, as as rough as in the gay scene i think mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. okay so that's why um uh, is that the reason why it's so important to address this topic among gay men yes yes i think uh, uh my theory is that uh gay men are uh, well that well, we've always been always been a trendsetter you know uh i think that the heterosexual scene is using it because we set the trend once but i also think that uh gay lives uh sex wise or relationship wise are uh different from heterosexual uh, lives because i think it's my theory uh we don't naturally uh evolve ourselves in in, in uh, starting up a family for example mm -hmm. uh generally i mean there are of course and it's a good thing um so i think mm, gays uh, are more restless uh, they are maybe therefore uh experimenting more mm -hmm. um well it's only my theory it's it's i didn't have uh, i didn't do any research about mm -hmm. it but um, it's my own experience uh, and from my friends i hear yeah so in the book you described that you uh, were starting uh yeah you you started to join the camp scene yes say it like that yes um, with your uh, second partner yes and later you continue doing it with your third partner yes right? and um, what effect did that have what effect of these parties uh, had that on you and your partner well the ironic uh, thing is that I met my third partner partner through those uh, camps parties mm -hmm. so I was uh, very happy with my second partner we were uh, married even. Mm -hmm. uh, and then six months later we had a, a camps party or a very small party with the my third partner partner to be mm -hmm. and um, we fell in love during or the day after that uh, camps party so it um, put me in a very difficult position because I was very in love with my second partner as well and I thought maybe we could have a three a menage a trois I don't know mm -hmm. Uh, but eventually that uh, went a different way and I divorced my second partner and, uh, well, continued a relationship with my third partner. And uh, that's when, that's when, um, when I really started uh, entering the camps world because it became worse, worse, worse. Yeah. Why did it become worse? Um, the hard part of the story is that my uh, third uh, partner uh, Raphael in the book mm -hmm. uh, turned out to be uh, someone who was very inhibited in real life sexually intimately so for him it was uh, almost impossible to be intimate or have sex with me uh, without using drugs and uh, I didn't immediately notice that because I thought we had a, a very uh, exciting life with, with every now and then a camps party or maybe very often <laughs> 
And, uh, but then I uh, started to notice that we didn't have sex without drugs. And that troubled me because I, I could feel very uh, uh, attracted to him or excited without. And when, whenever I wanted to approach him uh, or seduce him, uh, he, he turned me down. So uh, then I started noticing he has a problem, mm -hmm. but I was so in love with him and I didn't want to give up on him. So I agreed on continuing uh, using drugs yeah. to get close to him. So you had to use drugs to get close with, with him? Yes. And to be intimate yes. with him? Yeah. But that only happened during these parties? Uh, being intimate with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you have to define intimacy, of course. Uh, yes. I, I, what I do, we were very cuddly, and uh, although kissing, real kissing, mm -hmm. never happened either. Mm -hmm. um, so, well, I, I'm talking about real sex here, mm -hmm. or, uh, or real kissing. That didn't happen without, no, he couldn't, he couldn't, he just couldn't. No. But you both fell in love with each other. I believe so. Yes, that's that's the trouble. I, I think so. I don't know. I'm I'm not sure anymore. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, if you look deep down inside of yourself, was there a fear of abandonment? And if you look deep inside of him, was there a fear of commitment? Yes, I'm sure of that. Yes. Um, for me, especially, it was very uh, difficult because I I. I was very settled. I mean, I, I was married. I, I had a very good relationship, and um, then through drugs, I, I I lost control a bit of my life. And uh, um, when I decided to move on with him, my third relationship, I also uh, started to feel, what if I lose him? Then I lost everything. Uh, so I think I, I was so afraid of uh, being left alone. Or, or left at all, mm -hmm. um, that um, I, I did my very, I tried my very best to, um, to, to, to stay connected with him, even by using drugs. Mm -hmm. And the other way around, as I now see it, um, he was unable, well, we all have, we all have a story. He was una un unable to be intimate because of his life story, I think. And I was uh, so afraid to lose him or be rejected by him because of my life story. And I, I found out, and that's what I'm trying to explain in my book as well, I think the, the, the roots of it all, uh, they lie in our childhood. Uh, we, we probably all missed something or got rejected somewhere in our, our youth. And that mostly uh, is something you carry with you for the rest of your life and trying to resolve. Yeah. And mostly in relationships, that's the tragic part, I think. So uh, we are all, um, um, uh, well, for, for everybody, there comes a point, I think you can get addicted to someone because you think the other one will resolve that void mm -hmm. you're experiencing. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's very interesting. And I think that's something very recognizable for, for many. Although, and if I look to myself, I haven't been in such a um, extreme situation. I never been to a games party or whatever, but I felt after my first and second relationship rejected as well. And I felt a bit of an obsession or addiction towards my ex-partner. Yes. And what I really found interesting in your book 
is that you were using Grinder or another app, which is, I think, only uh, Romeo. in the Netherlands. Romeo is, no, it's international it's as well. International. Yeah. To look him up where he yeah. is. Yeah. And if I looked to myself when I did that, I felt very bad or I felt like a stalker, but there is still uh, an urge to look for the person. Yes. But if you look back to yourself, or if I'm looking back to myself, where is the point in my youth that I felt rejected that this turned out to be happening? Yeah. You know, can you, can you answer that question? It is for me, it is really hard to, 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 to answer. To answer you, you uh, yeah, well, it's, it's different for, for everyone. So you have, you have to uh, do some uh, research for, for yourself or, mm -hmm, uh, of course. And, yes. or some, maybe even therapy. Sometimes it's very obvious. I mean, uh, uh, I hear uh, from a lot of gays in, in general. Uh, there, there's this this story that's similar for for many gays about being rejected by their fathers. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, in my case, for example, uh, my father uh, rejected me, and I think he, because he felt I was different. And even if he couldn't give it a name at that point, or maybe he did, uh, he, he felt I was different in in a way he couldn't deal with. Mm -hmm. And he had his own story. He came from a, a father that rejected him. So mm -hmm. we, we always take this uh, with us uh, uh, through the generations, I think. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've always been aware of that. Mm -hmm. Yet when this was happening with my partner, uh, I didn't. I, I got a, this blind spot and I, I thought, no, no, it's all, all about him not being able to be intimate with me. But in, in fact, I had to look in the mirror and say, no, I was so extremely uh, worried that he was going to reject me that I did everything to, um, to, be, to be with him or to draw him towards me, mm -hmm. even going as far as what you just explained about mm -hmm. the, the, well, stalking, it's, it's, mm -hmm. a bit, it's a big word, I, I didn't... It is a big word. Yeah, I, I didn't try to bother like, him with it. I, did, I tried to do it privately, not, not to bother him. No, and it's, it is, that's my story and my interpretation of it, but it's more like, uh, you feel like you're, you're for me, it was my ex-partner, maybe that's a difference. Yeah, well, not not quite maybe but yeah no i think it's the same yeah in a way in a way yeah. no i think that's that's maybe that's harsh to say but you know what i mean you 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 look someone up to see where he is or to see if he's looking for someone else yeah um, um why do you think we 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 have this habit i think we're it's a it's a devastating it's it's also about jealousy, maybe, but it's yeah. it's, it's a very devastating feeling to be, to be rejected, uh -huh. and uh, you have to wonder if, if if that's really the problem. If you are rejected, mm -hmm. uh, what is rejected? Mm -hmm. Is the other one is rejecting you, or are you rejecting yourself? Is mm -hmm. your is your self esteem so low that you feel rejected? Mm -hmm. um, um, the the thing in my case, because uh, uh, with with chems parties I, I have to add that is that you create a, a second world yeah that, that's that's the hard thing so that's why i try to uh f find find him in that world hoping he would not be in that world and be in my world but you had your own reasons maybe for for uh following mm -hmm. uh, your ex-partner mm -hmm. because it's very hard to accept that the other one uh doesn't care for you anymore or doesn't want you anymore mm -hmm. that's, i think that's the most devastating feeling we can exactly. have yeah yeah, yeah. Um, 
if you look back on your relationship, at on which point became your relationship with Raphael yeah. dysfunctional? Um, well, in fact, uh, because of the drugs, it was dysfunctional from the beginning. And uh, that's what I'm trying to say uh, with this uh, separate world you're creating. Mm -hmm. I think that the goal for a relationship is to stay very true to yourself and uh, accept the other for what he is mm -hmm. and then see what uh, challenges there will be in a relationship in an ideal world. Mm -hmm. And then you start working on it together, sober, preferably. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that that's the goal for for a, a good relationship. Um, but it was it was very dysfunctional already because we use drugs, that prevented us from working on our problems or working us on his intimacy problem or my uh, problem of, of depending mm -hmm. uh, on the relationship too much. Uh, you never get a chance to to really work on it, and that's dysfunctional. I think mm -hmm. you you flee from reality by using drugs. Yeah. In my case, yeah. And uh, if you don't use drugs, uh, it, it, if we didn't use drugs, it, it was also dysfunctional because we, we lost ourselves in our own uh, uh, problems. My, my dependency, my, uh, my, my fear of losing him for me turned out in, in rage. I, was, as a, I, was, I wasn't very, I'm very sweet to him neither uh, because uh, he was so silent and he wouldn't talk mm -hmm. because there's also intimacy, intimacy mm -hmm. talking. And, um, and he fled in, in, in drugs and in, in silence. So mm -hmm. it was very dysfunctional from, from the beginning. But the worst part is that, that we couldn't get rid of the drugs. Mm -hmm. That's the most dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I think many people at this moment have a dysfunctional relationship. Deep inside they know they have a dysfunctional relationship, but they're not ready or not able to see it is dysfunctional. Yes. What is your, um, how do you recognize that your relationship uh, is dysfunctional, although you still love each other? Look, when do you fight for it and when do you have to decide we have to stop? Yeah, I think it's all about vulnerability. If you do it right, it, uh, in the best case scenario, you are willing and brave enough to uh, put yourself out there vulnerable, which means that you're, uh, you look into yourself. Uh, the, others can make faults, uh, mistakes, uh, bad behavior could, could also, could all be. Mm -hmm. But the most important thing is to stay true to yourself and, and see what you want with your life and not uh, keep pointing your finger at the other. It, it won't work uh, in the end. Mm -hmm. So this, it, it, it uh, quickly becomes dysfunctional if you go away from yourself and keep pointing at the other and wanting to change him. That that, that then becomes dysfunctional. I think. Yeah. 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 It starts by yourself. Yeah, but that's the most painful thing to do. It's it's very because you you feel that you're giving yourself away if you if you put yourself out there in a vulnerable way. You're always afraid that the other other one will say will will will, will take uh, advantage of it. That that's that's yeah. the fear you have. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah. What? Yeah, that, that's that's really interesting. And very you're nice. smiling as if you're thinking back about yeah. something you yeah. experienced yeah. yourself. Yeah. That's that. I making use of or making a, advantage of your willing to fight for it, and if you are pushing and he is 
pulling, um, it is easier for him to take advantage of it. Yes. Although it is not his intensity to do it. No, no, in the end, no, no. As I see it, um, the hardest part is to be true to yourself and uh, be vulnerable by, by showing what you really want, what you really feel. And uh, if you do so, you're afraid the other one will leave you because of that. Mm -hmm. So we have a tendency to please the other in the end. Yeah. Twist our own words so it, to make it uh, more uh, hoping the other one will accept you then instead of accepting you for what you really are or want. Why is it so hard to, to not stop the relationship and go out there and take the advice of your, your, your aunt who is saying there are more fish in the sea? Yeah. Why, is, why are we sticking to people who are actually pushing us away? Well, you certainly have the right person in front of you. <laughs> Who, who should answer that question because I, I've done it for far too long a time mm -hmm. and I'm still not really over it. Um, yeah, why, why don't we? Um, I, I'm afraid it's, also, it, it's, it's the fear of being alone. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think it's as simple as that. I mean, lone, the, the, the lone, loneliness you think you have to face yeah. and uh, do it all by yourself. So maybe it is like, you know, it is not okay, the life you're living, but maybe it's getting even worse. Yeah, yeah. For me, that, that's true. Uh, even, even fighting with my uh, ex-partner gave me the feeling of, of love of, or, or, or a promise for love. Or attention. Attention as well, yeah. It's mm -hmm. also attention. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, maybe it's better to fight with something than... Uh, and especially to fight with someone else instead of to having to fight with yourself. Mm -hmm. When do you think, um, when is something innocent and at what point do you think it is becoming an addiction? Regarding drugs or? Regarding the love to your partner. Or love. Well, it, it becomes an addiction if you, if you start being unfaithful to yourself. If, you, if you're yeah. starting to please then it becomes dysfunctional. Yeah. It took you and Raphael um, a very long time after pushing and pulling to let each other go. What was the turning point? Um, and, and why did you finally succeed in not getting into contact again with him? Because when I read the book, um, there were multiple times that I thought now he's leaving him alone. But no, you didn't. And he interacted again. And then I thought, now he's finally stopped getting in contact with him. And then you got back in contact with him. Yeah, several and times. Yeah. The characters Ludo and Isa helped you as well to like make you realize, like. Yes, Ludo and Isa, my, my best friends, mm -hmm. uh, they, they stuck uh, with me for a very long time, maybe uh, because they couldn't help either, or maybe just, they just granted me my own process. Mm -hmm. That's what good friends should do, yeah. I think. Really good friends. Yeah, really good friends. 
they are really good friends. That's what I mean. Yes. Can I read it? It is. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. It's amazing. And uh, Ludo being my my second yeah. partner, the one I divorced. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think what happened is uh, what I started to realize uh, very late is that I thought I was going to save the other mm -hmm. Raphael, mm -hmm. and um, I did the ultimate saving. I think I saved his life. I found him when he had deliberately, deliberately, sorry, deliberately uh, taken an overdose of drugs, uh, wanting to to die, as he later told me. And uh, I saved him, literally. I was in time finding him. And I thought that would change everything. I think now, now he knows. Huh. And uh, it, didn't, it didn't turn out to, to be that way. He, he went back to drugs once more. And that was my turning point. Then, then I started realizing I'm only working on, on him, on, on saving him. Uh, in order to, to, to change him, to make him mine. And that, that was for me uh, a turning point. Then I, I, I thought, no, I, I, can't, I have to save myself. Yeah. I literally thought I have to save myself first. Because it was such an intense moment. And actually you came with your feet on the ground after you realized that that intense moment yeah. wasn't intense enough for him yeah. to stop doing yeah. it. Then I thought, who am I? To save him, to, to change him, I can't. I have to take care of myself. And uh, then, so eventually that happened. The thing I was most afraid of, leaving him. So it's, it, was, it was a rational decision, you, you have to understand. You know, I, 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 yeah. it was a decision I made with my head, not with my heart. He's still in my heart. But uh, that's okay. And that's a good feeling as well. But it takes a lot of work to, to stay away then. That's because uh, it was the first time in 30 years I was alone mm -hmm. and that was very very hard and then it all starts I mean that's that's just the beginning of, 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 of a process I hope people would start out with in their lives yes for how long are you alone now since you uh, this all well actually t t today or yesterday it was a year ago I had the last uh, was the last time I, I contacted him through mm -hmm. whatsapp Mm -hmm. So it's a year now, yeah. and uh, I'm very proud. I actually feel very proud that I, and I stayed away from him yeah. and uh, from everything that happened afterwards. I mean, I wrote a book with a very extre extreme way of, of trying to deal with your problems yeah. and a good way for me, but uh, it confronted me very much with myself. Yeah. A year ago, I, I, I wouldn't have been able to talk about myself, about my own flaws and shortcomings this way. No, no, no. You, you you say that it is still hard to 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 prevent yourself getting into contact with him. Right? No, or no, not not, not anymore. Not anymore. No, 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 no. I made that. I'm, I'm very. I stick to that decision. Also because now I really feel there. Uh, I still love him, but there is nothing uh, he can do in, in uh, at this point to make my life better. So he will only make it uh, worse for me. Mm -hmm. So that, that's what helps me. And uh, the other part is that I really started working on myself. Yeah. I really looked into myself and found myself again, my self-esteem. And uh, I, I did save myself. What is the positive side of your life right now? What you didn't realize to have when you were in that relationship? Uh, the most positive thing, uh, uh, the funny thing is, 
I haven't had sex, well, maybe once in uh, almost a year and a half. Well. I stopped using drugs, but also never had sex again. That, uh, of course, has a reason because I, I became insecure. I, I, I myself could only be intimate again with drugs. I, I became very insecure. And uh, everything I was afraid of now turns out to be the other way. I, yes, I feel lonely, but um, I felt lonely anyway, even in a relationship. But I uh, was so focused on the other, and now I'm focused on myself. So I'm not there yet, but I, uh, now that I'm true to myself and going a different path, other people, other types of people cross my path. And that gives me hope. And uh, I even uh, have some butterflies in my stomach as we speak. Oh. <laughs> not regarding you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, the listeners might be confused. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I recently met a guy and, and, and he... he well, he um, made those butterflies uh, fly That's again, fun. even though I'm not uh, throwing myself into it uh, because there are some practical issues, uh, problems as well, but it's, that's okay. It's, it's good to feel, to feel it again, to, yeah. to, uh, and to feel that I can put myself out there again, like I said earlier, in a vulnerable way, not being afraid to show myself and be rejected by the other. Yeah. That's, that's the main uh, well, that's that's my victory of this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's wonderful, and it's it's great to hear that you can open your heart again. Yeah, and let somebody inside of it, but with the experience you have, what uh, what you yes. learn, yeah. you take with you right now. Yes. Yeah. What would you um, have? What would you have done differently now in the same situation? with all the knowledge you, and experience you have? What I should have done differently is really leave, leave the situation uh, earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's life. You, you, you sometimes have to bang your head against that same wall over and over again. Mm -hmm. But that I would have, I, 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 I should have been more brave yeah. and be with myself and not be afraid of loneliness because loneliness doesn't last forever. No, 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 no. And is loneliness not also a way of thinking? Um, yeah, it's a tricky question. Yeah, it's tricky know, because because uh, we we might all have a different idea of of, of loneliness. For some people, it's it's uh, it, it could be so, so social isolation, which I don't experience. I mean, I have, I have good friends. I have. A very uh, a nice life uh, otherwise as well um, so yes you have to be careful indeed about what loneliness is is it mm -hmm. uh, do, you, do you need the attention every time uh, but I also um, uh, it has to do with uh, physical needs and not only sex I mean cuddling or coming home to someone it's a very uh, good feeling and if you don't have that it can make you very lonely yeah. but um, you you have to be very careful not to to get lost in that feeling yeah. you can make you can drive yourself crazy and and, and, and make yourself a victim mm -hmm. and, and now you live alone yes and, and you're beyond your own for the first time in many years yes yes yeah. what examples do you have of experience you really like about being alone. Oh yeah, I like a lot about being alone. Yeah, <laughs> the funny thing is that I, uh, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> uh, I like 
doing things in my uh, own way, in my own time. That's, that's a very uh, nice feeling. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's a good experience. Uh, well, the, the funny thing is I, I've had more sex uh, in the last 10 years uh, than, I, than someone has in his entire life, I think. So you would think, oh, well, now, now you're, you're free men, you can do whatever you want. And, and the irony is I don't have sex at all. I, I don't even miss sex that much. I do, I do miss uh, waking up with someone or going to bed with someone. Yeah, yeah. the, the genuine part of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are your personal goals for the next three to five years? And yeah. um, my goal regarding, especially this issue, is that I. Uh, I want I want to grow a little bit more in, in feeling comfortable with myself in, in being alone and and especially be aware not to depend on someone uh, too quickly, uh, which means not pleasing others. Show myself and then see what are what happens. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I really want to work on a little bit more, getting a bit more used to it. And uh, but I still have this same dream I've always had. I want to grow old with someone. So uh, I'm slowly uh, opening my heart again to find that. And hopefully uh, someone comes along uh, and I can try again, mm -hmm. not making the same mistakes. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that, that's my goal. And, and definitely, definitely have sex again, because I, I sure miss that also. But it's, 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 an, it's in a different way. I, I associate it with, uh, with, with genuine love, with intimacy and uh, yeah. That's so maybe four, the fourth time is a charm, right? So yeah, like in this case, yeah, it's the fourth time. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Um, if one of the listeners is dealing with an addictive relationship, yeah. what, what advice would you give a person? Oh, yeah, well, that's the hardest question maybe of all. Um, and every, relation, every addictive relationship is different, of course. Yeah. But maybe what we talked earlier about, about this void, we, uh, we, we all have a, a void and it, uh, it comes from rejection from your parents or, or, or other persons uh, that were important while growing up. And um, I think it's a good thing if you're, you're getting aware of what that void is. It may be rejection, it may be that you have too much, much responsibility, you have to take care of others instead of your parents taking care of you, whatever it may be, I think it's important to look into that, mm -hmm. be, uh, becoming aware of that. Uh, family systems are very important, I think, in general. And um, be brave enough to, to face it, not, not, not reject yourself for it. Uh, try to accept and embrace it, uh, knowing it will always be with you for the rest of your life, and try to, to deal with it differently. Uh, not projecting it on your partner, I think, and um, it takes a lot of guts to to to, to be vulnerable uh, without the fear of being rejected or or left mm -hmm. by the other. So, and and the other thing is is really accept the other as well for what he is, um, which is easily said but very hard hard to do just ac accept the fact that every everyone really has different needs you're we all have the tendency to think 
the world works uh, for everybody the world works the way it works for us even though we are open-minded we still have this te that tendency to think well it's uh, it's, it's, it must be the same for him. He must have the same needs, but it's, it can be very, very different. Yeah, and you have to face it and embrace it. Yeah, yeah. beautifully said. Thank you. Maybe the listeners um, are interested now in your book. Yes. But the listeners are mostly uh, English readers. Yeah. Is there, uh, are you going to translate the book? Is there, I'm dreaming of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's my dream because uh, when I was writing the book, actually, I never uh, thought about. I, I knew I was going to publish it, but but I never pictured it in my mind. And uh, now that it's happening, and now that I see what a response I get, and that there are so many people out there who who didn't dare to to come out with their uh, own problems, not only about drugs, but about what they really want in relationships, which is the book, because the book is also about relationships and love. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it, it would be nice to, to, re, uh, to reach a, a bigger audience. Uh, so maybe I'm going to uh, have it translated, but it's, uh, yeah. Well, that's one of the dreams for the next uh, couple of years, maybe, yeah. 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 Well, keep us up to date if you're going to translate it. Yes, and, I will. Um, we will we can share that with, uh, with the audience. Well, thank you so much for this uh, wonderful conversation. Thank you for the opportunity, yeah. You're welcome and I think you inspired me and I hope you inspired a lot of listeners. And um, yeah, I wish you uh, good luck and I hope sincerely that these butterflies can, uh, can work out and uh, you have a very lucky life with your fourth partner and fourth time is okay. a charm. Well, maybe it's a good theme for our next book then. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. <laughs>